It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 18th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Nikola Vucevic, a player who has uh, carried the magic into the playoffs that has struggled since entering the playoffs. We'll talk about what the Toronto Raptors are doing to take him out of the game and how the Magic and how specifically Nikola Vucevic needs to play to get himself back on the right side and get himself going this postseason as the Magic absolutely need him if they want to win uh, game three and four and certainly win this series beyond that. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of detail and care that you get from a local expert like me. There's a local expert everywhere around the NBA covering that team. Want the lowdown on the Toronto Raptors? Check out Locked On Raptors with our good pal Sean Woodley. Does a great job covering them, get their perspective on things as the series shifts to Orlando for Friday night's big game three. Want a look at how the Houston Rockets are doing against Utah Jazz? Check out Locked on Rockets or Locked on Jazz and so on down the line. You can find all those podcasts plus Locked on NBA for the national perspective, Locked on Fantasy Basketball for the fantasy perspective, plus Locked on NFL Draft, Locked on NFL Podcasts, as well as Baseball, MLB, and Colleges too. You can find this all on iTunes. Search for Lockdown on the team you're looking for or check out the Himalaya app and uh, download uh, download the Himalaya app. Get podcasts delivered directly to your mobile device through the app. Subscribe and follow your favorite podcast there. Create playlists and get recommendations too. Even I've discovered some new podcasts using the Himalaya app. You can, again, find this find this all by searching for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, whether it's on iTunes or Himalaya. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. One final announcement before we dive into the meat and 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 bones of this podcast. Um, the Orlando Magic would like to remind everyone to arrive at the Amway Center on Friday early. Inclement weather is expected in the Orlando area Friday afternoon about the time that people will be coming to the game. The last weather report that I saw says that heavy storms could be in the area between 3 and 6 p.m. I do not know what this means for the watch party that was planned for outside the Amway Center uh, for Game 3 if you don't have tickets, but the Orlando Magic have asked the media to to uh, remind everyone to try and arrive at the game early if you can. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a busy atmosphere outside. They want to make sure everyone is able to get in safely during uh, what, what's looking to be a pretty nasty storm Friday afternoon. Also, limited ticket. Also, the Magic would also say limited tickets are still available for both games three and four. There are only standing room tickets available 
for Game 3 on Friday. So if you don't have your tickets yet, get them now. For both Game 3 and 4, just limited tickets remaining, I would suspect that both will sell out. Should be a great time at the Amway Center this weekend. So remember, tip-off is at 7 o'clock on Friday. Doors open to the Amway Center at 5.30 p.m. The Magic are encouraging everyone to arrive early and try and beat the storm. Uh, Hopefully it isn't as bad as uh, some of the meteorologists are saying. Hopefully it doesn't hit at all. But we can only do so much with the weather. It's the summer we're starting to get our, our, our hour and a half storms every three every every uh, every afternoon. So hopefully it's not bad. Hopefully uh, fans are able to get in and get to their seats on time because it's going to be a fun party inside the Amway Center. Hopefully uh, watching the Magic win and take a two-one series lead. That does it for the announcements. Let's talk a little bit of brass tacks here with Nikola Vucevic. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Undoubtedly, the reason the Orlando Magic are sitting in the playoffs today, or at least one of the big reasons the Orlando Magic are sitting in the playoffs today, is because of Nikola Vucevic. He deserved and earned his spot on the NBA All-Star team. He has been a good soldier for the Orlando Magic for a long time, has taken a lot of criticism and a lot of blame, and this year he put a lot of it to rest. He did a lot of really good things that he hasn't done before in a Magic uniform and finally seemed unleashed. The coach finally found the most of his potential, uh, was able to cover up some of his flaws and, and get the Magic over the top. If you would have told me before the season the Magic would have a top 10 defense with Nikola Vucevic as their starting center, not even I would believe you. And, and I like to think I'm a Nikola Vucevic fan. I, I think I've, I've defended him plenty. Um, I still defend him plenty. But um, the, 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 the Magic, though, have relied heavily on Nikola Vucevic. 20 points per game, 12.4 rebounds per game, 3.4 assists per game, and a career-high four defensive win shares, four-point-something defensive win shares. I don't know if the number's right in front of me. It has been a career season for Nikola Vucevic. And the Magic, again, are not sitting in this position in the playoffs without him. Criticism has started to climb and makes it sound like everyone's just kind of forgetting that fact. So I want to make it perfectly clear up front here. Say what you want about the playoffs. We're going to talk about that in a moment. The Magic are not in the playoffs without Nikola Vucevic. So we'll, we'll we'll get to this part now then. The Nikola Vucevic we have seen in the playoffs is simply not going to get the job done. The Magic don't necessarily need an all-star to fix everything. But what they do need from Nikola Vucevic is what he's given them all throughout the season. A player whom they can count on to deliver consistent statistics, consistent production every single time down the court. Just every game, they know they will get 20 and 10 from him. Not even 20 and 10. 18 and 12. 18 and 10. And solid, if not spectacular, defense. 
And the plain fact of the matter is, Nikola Vucevic has not delivered. In the playoffs, Nikola Vucevic has not raised his game to the next level. The level that stars have to raise their game to. This is, you know, not a good sign, obviously, for the Magic. Because the Magic, as good as they've been over the last several months, their margin for error remains very small. The differences between Games 1 and Game 2 were not so great. Toronto did a lot of things better. Orlando did some things worse. But you tweak even just a few of those things in in the other direction, and you're back to really what's a three-point game. So I, I don't think the Magic are necessarily that far off. But to be sure, it's harder for the Magic to get back to that three-point game, to get back to playing that well, without Nikola Vucevic playing to his, at, at least, full capacity. To his full abilities. That's not to say the Magic need him to grab to score 30 points and grab 12 rebounds every night. They'll, they'll find ways to supplement what he can't give them for that for that for that night for whatever reason. But the Magic need him to make plays. You need your best players to make plays, and, and typically people think of it as scoring. But you need them to create attention, get past that attention the defense gives them, gives them, and either score themselves or set others up. That's why Steve Clifford said Kyle Lowry actually didn't play a bad game despite missing seven shots and. I think he showed in Game 2 when he scored 22 points and still had those 7 assists. Yeah, the scoring would have changed the game a lot, but the Raptors weren't weren't going to be in that game without his passing and playmaking. So, you know, certainly Kyle Lowry could have been aggressive. He took, he took that personally and played up to that advantage. The Magic have to hope for the same from Nikola Vucevic. There have been some bright moments for Nikola Vucevic that just prove this point. That this is all about making plays. This is all about finding the right guy and making the defense pay for the attention they're giving you. The Raptors' strategy defending Nikola Vucevic has been relatively simple. I've gone back and watched some tape and watched how the Magic have, have, A, tried to get the ball to Nikola Vucevic, which I don't think's been particularly terrible at the end of the day. I think that Orlando has tried different ways to get him the ball, to, to get him involved and, 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 and get him easy shots. But the Raptors have done an equally good job defensively make, keeping those shots from being easy. But in the moments where Vucevic has shined this year, he made plays that only he can make for this team. Go back to the final six minutes of game one. Magic are down by four. They're trying to get back into the game. Toronto is essentially switching everything in game one. Vucevic is able to get Danny Green on his back, posting up. He's ready to attack, but he doesn't attack immediately. He waits and sees how the defense reacts to him. And he sees Pascal Siakam creeping into the lane, ready to help Danny Green when he turns over his left shoulder toward the middle. Vucevic reads this perfectly and fires a pass to Aaron Gordon in the corner. Gordon hits the three, and it's a brand new ballgame, a one-point deficit. Fast forward to two minutes left in the game. The Magic, I believe, are down three after Kawhi Leonard's step-back three-pointer. Vucevic again 
gets a mismatch because the Raptors switched every screen in game one. Kyle Lowry is defending him. And so once again, Siakam is creeping into the paint off his man Jonathan Isaac in the corner trying to help Lowry when Vucevic makes his move. Kawhi Leonard zoning Aaron Gordon on the wing and Jonathan Isaac in the corner. And Vucevic makes a perfect pass, a perfect read to get what would become an open shot. He again whips the ball from the far block to Aaron Gordon in the opposite corner. Or it's the near block to the to the TV camera. So the near block to the opposite to the opposite wing. Kawhi Leonard has to commit to Aaron Gordon and Gordon quickly feeds a pass to Jonathan Isaac. He drains the three, tie ball game. It's a huge play. Those were two huge plays in that game that Nikola Vucevic made because he commanded respect from the defense. I say this often about shooters, and specifically I've said this about Terrence Ross in the past. Terrence Ross last year was a 32-33% shooter before his injury. He wasn't shooting the ball great at all. But you could tell defenses weren't going to leave him alone. It's sometimes less about your actual percentages and shooting ability. You make enough to keep him honest. But more about the respect the defense gives you. The perception of you as an, as an attacking player. Right now, Toronto is happy to let Jonathan Isaac shoot threes. He was 0 for 6 in Game 2. Missed, missed some open shots. I, I didn't really have much to complain about Jonathan Isaac's shot selection. He just missed them. And it was the kind of game where the Magic needed to make. They needed anyone, especially early in the game, to make a shot to just kind of settle them down a little bit. And it just never came. And you could, again, start to see guys press, and that, that's how you get the deficit that you get. So I'm not so worried about that, but if Jonathan Isaac's shooting six threes a game, Toronto is going to be happy with it. And if he makes four, if he makes three, they'll live with it. That's the thing you give up. It's the same thing with Wessa Wundu, Michael Carter-Williams, or Michael Carter-Williams. Watch how the Raptors defend them. They leave them essentially open. And this is where the Magic's roster construction has become a bit of a problem. In Game 1, Orlando shot the three effectively. They were uh, 45%, I think, on three-pointers. They were in the 40% in three-pointers. And so by the end of the game, Toronto had to respect the three-point shot. They couldn't aggressively attack and trap Nikola Vucevic as they have. And that enabled Vucevic to make plays, even though he didn't score effectively. The defense gave him respect. And made other players beat them still. And they did. In game two, they didn't. And that's what led to a lot of the problems the Magic had. Because whenever they tried to get the ball to Nikola Vucevic, the Raptors trapped aggressively. There was no half-hearted peek into the lane from Siakam in game two. The play that Vucevic made in game one the Raptors didn't give Vucevic the time to even think about that play. Because in game two, they brought that double hard immediately. And watching tape of Vucevic's post-ups and post-opportunities in both games one and two now. And Vucevic has had a fair amount of post-up opportunities. Three post-up opportun- three, three post possessions per game 
in the playoffs. He averaged on the year 5.4. So he's getting fewer of them. Um, but he is still one of the one of the players who posts up posts up the most of any player in the league. In those post up opportunities, the Raptors are trapping hard. They're coming hard, and they're preventing him from making his move. From not only making his move from finding an outlet pass. And this is this is really what they've done well. Give Marcus Gasol a ton of credit. Let's start there. It starts with Marcus Gasol using his strength and using his body to force Vucevic off his spot, to force him into off-balance jumpers, to force him away from the places he wants to go. Vucevic is struggling to move Gasol out of the way or outmaneuver him to get easy looks. A lot of Vucevic's shots in the post are shots over Gasol. And in game two especially, Gasol used his length extremely well. He deflected entry passes. He deflected passes out of the post. He deflected uh, uh, everything. Did a great job defensively all around. And the Magic couldn't get themselves out of it. Neither could Vucevic. But when it comes to the post, when it comes to what the Magic are doing to try to get Vucevic in the post, they are trying to get him in motion, trying to get him deep position, but Gasol is able to move Vucevic off that spot, like by a step and a half, two steps. And that's enough to throw everything out of whack. So once Vucevic has the ball, he he is immediately getting it further away from the basket, where he can't do much with it. And that's when the Raptors bring the trap. They're usually bringing Pascal Siakam, so they have some added length. I've seen them bring Kyle Lowry. Um, on, on occasions, they brought Danny Green. They are essentially bringing someone at every turn to force Vucevic into bad decisions. And this was a gamble in Game 2 to bring that trap harder. They were trapping uh, and doubling, but... It was inconsistent. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't quite at the level it wasn't, and the Magic took advantage of it in, in several occasions. But in Game Two, they didn't. That trap came hard and it came quick, and from different angles too. I think Toronto did a good job mixing it up, and Vucevic didn't quite know where to go with it. There were several possessions where Vucevic got the ball in the post, waited a beat, waited two beats. And the trap was there, and there was no outlet for him to get the ball to. And this was a general problem for the Magic all the way around. They would not be coming, they would not be screening to the ball, they would not be coming to the ball, they would not be going to the open space left by the trap. The Magic got pressured and didn't have a safety valve. Didn't have a way out. Terrence Ross honestly did the best job dealing with the trap. He would dribble the ball back out a little bit out to the to, to near midcourt, which Again, kind of resetting the offense more than anything else. But he was able to manage the trap. And so you would hope that one thing the Magic really do, especially Nikola Vucic, really do, is understand where the trap is coming from. Understanding where the Raptors are sending the help defenders. And then finding ways to exploit that from there. Because the Magic right now, especially Vucevic, just seems to be in a hurry. 
Vucevic, and I, I know I've made this point throughout the whole year, is supposed to be the Magic's level. He's supposed to be the guy that when everything is going chaotic around, they dump the ball to him, he gets them a good shot, and that kind of calms them down. And that's not what he's providing in this series so far. When you watch Vucevic play, I don't know if it's nerves about being in the playoffs, about the weight that he's carrying, um, trying to force things to get, them, to get the team going, but he is all over the place. All of his shots are rushed, going a little too fast. Um, he, he's trying to act quickly before the trap can get there, before the double can get there. But too often, that leaves him with a tough shot over Marc Gasol. And Gasol is able to use his body and his strength to, again, knock Vucevic off balance or force an off-balance runner or an off-balance jumper. And that's not going to get the job done. I still think the Magic need to get the ball to, to Vucevic in the post a little bit more. Um, it's obviously you know, not, gonna, not a successful play at this point. He's only get, getting .33 points per, per possession off of post-ups in the playoffs, small sample size theater. But I do think the Magic need to get him in the post because good things do happen when he gets in the post. Players can play off of him, and he will make good passes if he can read the defense correctly, if he can read the defense in time. Right now, he's being rushed, and the Magic aren't giving him the safety valves that he needs to make the right play. Then again, Vucevic also needs to make sure he still acts quickly. He can't wait a beat for the trap to get there. He has to see where the trap is coming from and get to an area where there isn't that pressure, where there isn't the defense, where the defense, to get to the spots that the defense left open or find a way to get the ball to the spot the defense has now left open. Frankly, game two, he just was not reading where the traps were coming from. He made a lot of bad reads. There's one play I remember specifically where um, Evan Fournier did an entry pass to Vucevic in the post and ran along the baseline to clear the space to the opposite corner. Kyle Lowry, instead of following Fournier to the opposite corner, stayed and trapped Vucevic and got a steal. That's the kind of thing Vucevic has to be aware of. And, and you know, honestly, you knew the game was kind of over then. I think it was, that was in the first half still. But it was just a simple awareness play that Vucevic missed. Vucevic can't miss these plays because he is still the central figure of the Magic's offense. He is still the guy that everyone on the team has to account for. And he is still the guy the Raptors are pouring all their defensive attention into stopping. And they've done a good job of that. Again, credit Marc Gasol for his fantastic defense, his strength, uh, his length, his 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 uh, instincts on, on that end. Credit him for that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if the post-ups aren't working, then the Magic have to work to get him picking pops, get him picking rolls. And here too, early on in this series, he is definitely feeling rushed again. You watch Vucevic, he is shooting a lot of shots short. 
He is kind of moving too quickly instead of getting his legs under him. He, he is sensing that trap and sensing Gasol coming. And, you know, again, playing a little too quickly sometimes. But here, too, the trap also gets Orlando. The Raptors have been very good about switching screens throughout. And and Game 2, they switched fewer times in the post. But on the perimeter, they hedged and they blitzed screens a lot more. And the Magic's guards didn't know how to handle it. And so they've, in that case, have effectively taken away two, the two ways that the Magic get Nikola Vucevic points. They've taken away post-ups by, by trapping and forcing him to make make reads and passes out of the post instead of instead of attacking. And they've taken away pick and rolls by blitzing the screener, by blitzing the ball handler on screen and rolls. And forcing him to go wide to the point where they can recover to Vucevic before he gets open. It's going to take a lot for Orlando to get Vucevic going here. It could mean multiple screening actions. And I think this is really what the Magic should do. You run a pick and roll in fact, you probably screen for the screener. You have Aaron Gordon set a screen on Marcus Gasol to get Nikola Vucevic to the perimeter to run a pick and roll. And then perhaps even then, you have Vucevic roll off a screen from Aaron Gordon to free himself up or to get him going down the lane, possibly with a switch. At this point, the Magic need to create some confusion in the Raptors' defense so they can't just sit there and trap the ball handler or trap the post player. They have to make the defense think a little bit more, especially when they're trying to get Vucevic the ball. They have to create some of those mismatches because obviously things worked when they did, but then they got to force the, the, the Raptors' defense to kind of sit back and watch what's going on in front of them a little bit. That will create space and opportunity. But at the end of the day, too, it's down to missed shots. It's down to making or missing shots. As Stan Van Gundy would always say, this is a make or miss league. And it's a well-known NBA phrase by now. This is a make or miss league. You're either going to make shots or you're going to miss them. The goal is to get good shots in the process. And Nikola Vucevic's shot selection has been not great. The bunnies, the shots that you expect him to make, he hasn't made. So he's going through a little bit of a slump. It's no excuse. Certainly not an excuse. But Steve Clifford did allude to, you know, Vucevic is still recovering from a little shoulder issue that he had toward the end of the season and probably still recovering from the illness that kept him out of Wednesday's game. So Vucevic is not 100% to begin with. And that might explain some of his issues, but not all of them. The reality, though, is Orlando has to be better schematically getting Vucevic the ball. They have to find ways to manufacture movement and manufacture confusion with the defense to get Vucevic deep post position. And from there, Vucevic has to do a better job reading the defense. He has to understand where his help is, where his outlet is, and where the traps might come from and read where those traps are coming from, and rely on his teammates to fill those spaces. And if the Magic do that enough, the Raptors will back off. And when the Raptors back off, Vucevic can go to work again. That's where Vucevic can get his points. 
He is too gifted a passer to be making the mistakes that he's making. And he's too gifted a passer for the Magic to stand around and wait for him to bail them out with with a post-up play. That's just not a bailout play. It's one of the least efficient shots in the game, actually. But to be sure, the Magic and Nikola Vucevic need to figure this out before Game 3. They need him bad in this series. Or else they could be staring down more games like Game 2 instead of games like Game 1. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a video breakdown of a lot of the stuff we talked about on the podcast today, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic as we preview Game 3 of the playoff series. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.